Welcome back, everybody, to Big Red in the Sun. Another really, really fun episode for us. We like to do it every three to four years as Husker football fans. And that's the game called Should We Fire Our Head Coach? Because apparently we love to do it. We love doing it. It's been like that the last 10 years. Like you have to lose a couple of games here. And then you're like, you know what? Our coach needs to go because apparently everyone else can find their fit. But we can't. This isn't going to be the only time. We're not going to be only talking about Frost the entire game or this entire podcast. We're not going to be doing that. We're going to go over the game as much like hard as it is. The score sounds a lot better than it really was. But this is what it's going as. This is what we have to talk about. This will be stoop low to Nebraska football fans because everyone apparently really, really likes to be head coaches. Really likes to talk about what they do, what we should do, what we do. Everyone's like, we need to get Frost. We're so adamant on getting Frost. We get him. He doesn't perform as well as he wanted to. But I don't think it's all on Frost. I don't think it's a Frost situation where if we get rid of Frost, we're going to be like, oh, we're back on track. We're going again. I don't think that it is. I don't want to fire. Don't want to fire Frost. I want to fire that everyone that he has brought in, except for the defensive coordinators. Defensive, like the defensive side of the ball has gotten better. This last game, I know they, their bend don't break. Well, they bend us all the way down the field and basically bent us over a table repeatedly because of this. All the way down the field. No one was covering anyone. It was a bad, bad game all around. I don't think it was a very good game. Both sides of the field. Obviously, I think the defense played better than the offense. The offense looked like a little JV team rolled out there and then we're just terrified to catch a ball. Adrian looked like he wanted to do everything in the world besides throw it to his teammates. I don't know what he was doing. And it really makes me mad. I know he's got that jaw problem, but they keep showing it on the sidelines after it too, whenever he's touching the ball or when he's done, throws an interception, it zooms over to him. And he's like moving his jaw around. It's like the typical, if you make a bad throw in baseball, you're like my shoulder and you're holding your shoulder. It's like that. But they kind of use that to play out of it. But I think everyone needs to go on the offensive side. I don't care. I don't care. We're going to get into the coach's stats before we get into the game overview because I feel like this is what everyone wants to hear about. It's what everyone loves to talk about, so we'll get into it. Uh, Scott, he's 0-4 off bye weeks. 0-4 off bye weeks, which is just the complete opposite way is what it should be. 0-4. It's not like we're playing anyone – too bad. It's been Purdue twice, Minnesota once, and Illinois. Oh, and four against them. Against teams that we should not lose to, especially off bye weeks, where we look like we got worse over the bye week. What are they letting them do? What are they letting them do? Are they practices off? Are we giving them a whole bye week off? Just we're not even practicing? What are you doing? Just running them to death? And then you could talk about why their energy is not up. Why isn't their energy up at practice? Normal coaches, they don't see the energy is coming on. I know in college baseball, they did to us. If we didn't have high energy, guess what? We'd run, and then he'd come back and be like, you guys ready to go? And he'd make sure that we have high energy. You can't just blame it on the players there, Scott. You can't. Then we'll go his record against Big Ten West teams. He's Northwestern, two and two. Northwestern is two and two. Illinois, two and two. We've lost two in a row to him. Two in a row to Illinois, a team that they just fired their coach. We Lovey Smith beat us. That's just something to know. That's another thing where you're like, Jesus. Minnesota, one and three. We've lost three straight to Minnesota. Three. And it's not like they're a better football team than us. And they can talk about P.J. Fleck, about his um, for culture versus skill. They just signed him to a seven-year deal. Minnesota did. 
So they like his culture over there. And one and three, lost three straight to Minnesota. We're one and three against Purdue. These first four teams that I'm saying are not to Wisconsin and Iowa. Those are to Northwestern, Illinois, Minnesota, and Purdue are these teams that we're losing to. It's six. We're six and eight against them. Six and eight against teams that a lot of them are below 500 half the time. And, and two of those losses, or the Illinois, one of them was to Lovey Smith. It's just bad. It's bad. Uh, 0-2 against Wisconsin, we got them coming up. And then 0-3 against Iowa. And altogether, that was a whopping 6-15 and against the Big Ten West under Scott. And I know I'm going to give some like credit for the first couple of years, two years, the culture was so our you couldn't even find culture. Our team couldn't even spell culture back then because of how bad we were. We were horrible. We were horrible. We didn't have any like identity. We still almost don't now with Adrian's with behind the reins, but it's that bad. Like, but this year three, year four, and like, you're still not doing it. You're still not doing what we need to do and beat these not teams that we're supposed to beat. Like we can't even beat the teams we're supposed to beat anymore. The only teams we can come in there and be like, you know what? Maybe we're going to win this game is Fordham and Buffalo. And it's just uh, everyone else is like, oh, one possession games, one possession games. Everyone's like, Nebraska looks okay. They look so bad these last two weeks. It looks like we regressed so far backwards. And I know I'm one of the few people probably, I mean, well, my family probably, my everyone in Nebraska that would actually like, I'm not going to blame this all on Scott. Because our offensive coordinators, our run, our offensive line, our run game is so bad. They somehow they looked that's the plays that have been going on and working for us the last two or like the last the whole season, the last two games, they decided to take it completely away. And that's Adrian's run, like running attack. That's why they can't they're going to realize he's a shitty passer when he can't run the ball. Because when he runs the ball, you have to worry about him running it. And then you're going to drop back into coverage or you're going to bring people up. Guess what? That's that's when he's going to beat you. But apparently we don't want to run the damn ball anymore with their quarterback who's known for running the damn ball. We're going to make him into a pocket passer. And I don't know if that's just Scott or Fardusco or who thinks he's a genius. Well, guess what? He has to be gone. He has to be gone. I don't even want him here. Put him on a train and a bus for all I give a shit. He should retire and wear his stupid glasses somewhere else. He needs to get the hell out of here. He's gone. Our offensive line coach. And our run game coordinator, he's gone. He better not stay here. I don't care what he does. I don't care where he goes. He better go to junior college or where he belongs down south. Like lower levels. D2, D3, go out of here. Get out of get him out. Get him out. Every person that's touched the offensive like game plan, get them the hell out of here. And Scott, we bring in an offensive coordinator that has been in the Big Ten and knows how to work an offense in the Big Ten. Because I know when Scott came, he's like, Big Ten's going to have to adjust to us. Well, guess what, Scott? They did. They did it very easily, very quickly. Like, it didn't, like, skip a beat. It's almost like – I. it's so bad. It's like we're like the ugly girl at a party. No one wants – like, of course, no one's going to come talk to us because our offense is horrible. I don't know. We need an off. We need an offensive mind, an offensive coordinator that we need. Like we need to bring a real one in, Scott. You aren't an offensive coordinator. You're barely a head coach right now. You're barely a head coach. So just bring in an offensive coordinator that has worked in the Big Ten or has had success in the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, or running the ball, or just 
any offensive group, not guru, young one, bring him up. I don't know about that. Get someone right now that's a safe pick for a while who knows how to do it in the Big Ten. That is what we need to be successful with our offense because our defense is not that bad. Our defense is not horrible. When we're out there, our defense can get stops, and they get stops, but the problem is they get stops for us, and they hand the ball back to Adrian and our offense that looks like when they need to come back, they tuck their little tail between their legs and just their offensive line just gets blown up. Adrian starts chucking at 17,000 feet above a wide receiver's head and then just goes over and touches his jaw on the sideline. I don't know. And another thing, Scott, it's not all Scott's fault. I want Scott here. I don't think we should fire him. I don't. The only time I think we should really fire him if he's like, I'm not going to make any changes on my coaching staff. And then, Scott, I'm sorry, as much as I want you, but if you're not going to make the changes to be better, you're gone. I'm sorry. But if he fires these people, if he brings in a whole new staff, he brings that in, then people are going to realize that he wants to do this. And guess, and I'm don't bring Adrian back. I don't care where he goes. I'm sorry. Go somewhere else, Adrian. Everyone's talking about, will he come back? Will he come back? I pray to God he doesn't. I don't. And that's the thing, because he's not a horrible, he's not horrible. He could win games for us, but the stupid decisions, the way he just pitches balls when he's going down to try to make an extra play, when he's trying to do that, that's not what we want. It's not what we want. It's not going to work anywhere. It's not going to do what you need to do. And I don't know if these last two games were showing him true self again because we were hiding behind the, him running the ball. And then, of course, we decide, let's stop what's working. Let's let's make him let's make him throw at least 30 something passes a game just to see what he can do. And let's not run the damn ball with him. But. The, we see the last uh, five coaches we've had, uh, Frost included, but this is their overall like if when we fired them and what their records were. Frank Solich was 58 and 19. He had 75 win percentage. Fired him. Callahan, 27 wins, 22 losses, 55%. I mean, it's not great, but still 55%. Polini, 67 and 27, 71%, but that wasn't good enough because he was mean to the refs. Um, then we went to the total nice guy, Mike Riley, 19 and 19, 50%. And Scott so far is 50 and 26 and 37%. And I know like, a lot, some of these coaches were handed teams that didn't have as worst calls as Frost. But still, still you go up to the Big Ten West with the Northwestern, the Illinois, the Minnesota, and the Purdue. Like those teams aren't teams that would come in and beat the crap out of us, dominate you off the ball the entire game, which we'll get into the next stats. They don't have the time of possession way over at Nebraska. They don't have – they're not – their quarterback's not 35 for like 42 throwing the ball. They don't do that against Nebraska, especially at Purdue. Northwestern, that's one where it's always been tough because we're two physical teams. Well, we thought we're physical team. But um, those, that's one that's yeah, – we get it. And then Illinois. If you lose two in a row to Illinois, are you kidding me? And three straight to Minnesota? No, that's horrible. And I really think it's our offensive game plans. Always. It's our offense. we got to get rid of everyone that's – Touch the clipboard on the offensive side of the ball. I don't care. I really don't care. Fire everyone, Scott. Or if you care about your job or if you want to get out of here, guess what? If you want to get out of here, keep your guys and you'll be the you'll be the first ticket out of here, just like your wife. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> we got to be better than that. We got to be better than that. You can't lose to this side. You got to dominate our side. Nebraska should not be at the bottom of the Big Ten West. Uh, you, 
Northwestern, Illinois, Minnesota, Purdue over you. I know it's Wisconsin and Iowa. That's a team where you'd be like, those teams, we should be up there with them fighting and battling out. Even Iowa is out there beating teams. Now they aren't lost two in a row, but with, now they're really showing who they are. But even their shitty quarterback, who doesn't do stupid mistakes, even though he probably is a lot worse than Adrian, they're still winning because apparently they can have, they realize what it takes to win games. They realize that it's a run game. They know how to build a big old line. They know how to do a run game and then do play action pass. We think we can do that. We can't do that. We can't do that at all. So offensive line gone. The offensive line coach has got to be gone. He's a run coordinator too. Gone. Got to be gone. I don't understand how you could see anything that he's done good and be like, you know what? We got him again, sign him again. But no, that's, but that's the funny thing. It's something we would do. We'd probably sign him to extension, give him a bonus after this bullshit season. Offensive coordinator gone. QB Verdusco's got to be gone. I don't care. He doesn't let, I just saw, I was studying into this. He doesn't let his quarterbacks in the off season go to other quarterback coaches because he thinks he should only be leading for him. When they realize that all of these other high-end quarterbacks, their quarterback coach and offensive coordinator want them to get better, so they go to quarterback camps in the summer or work with quarterbacks that have played professional, they let them do that and learn things, learn how to get better. But Verdusco doesn't let them do that. He says, why, why would anyone else should teach them when I should teach them mediocre fucking football? And that's all they have from there, but... So that's the end of the coaching discussion. I don't think you should blame it all on Scott. Yes, Scott has not been doing the greatest. I guess he's made some bad decisions. And I'm saying you can tell that he cares. You can tell that he wants it. Like he doesn't – It's he looks a little lost right now. But I'm saying, yes, if we get these last three games, we get blown out of the water, just blown out of the water. We don't look up any better. We don't have any fight. We don't have anything. And we end up three and nine. Yes then there's a big, big case where he needs to be fired. But then we go straight back into rebuild mode, and who wants to come here? I know everyone was talking about um, Cincinnati's coach. I can't remember the name off the top of his head, but Cincinnati's coach, um, that you can't – it's going gonna, it's gonna to go to another co- search. It's going to go to another search. And do we, I don't know if I really trust Trev Alberts right now to do bring in a coach right away. I think we should still go with Frost. I think we should. Because I think there was a little difference in these last two years down, these last two games that have been bad. And I think it's – I know it's well, – you can't blame it all on coordinators. You can't blame it all on Frost. I know the players are out there too. This last game, I honestly really think that a lot of it relies on Adrian, but also not the whole to blame on Adrian. I think our, the, both sides of the football played bad. I don't think it was anything where you can blame it all on one person. But the second half offense – was some of the worst football that I have ever seen. There's three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And then finally, when we're down, what was 28, 17, and we get a late second, we get a late game field goal, or I mean, late game touchdown. Then we get an onside kick. And just to kick us while we're down, we miss an onside kick, a great onside kick. And it just goes through our, just goes through Cam's hands. And we're that close. But then you realize that because he sent Adrian out again, he might waltz his ass out there and throw his fifth pick of the game because they're like, you know what? Four is not enough, but we'll get in the game overview right now. All right. It was 28, 23. 
28-23, another one-possession game. Looked a lot. It looks a lot closer than it was, people. It does. It looks a lot closer than it does. Um, we started out early, 7-0. They didn't score in the first quarter. And then they scored. we scored 10 in the second quarter. Uh, they scored 14. We go into halftime up 17-14. And then Mr. Montana, who I so love, we get a big stop right before half. Uh, like two minutes left, I'd say, probably just right around there. Uh, Adrian throws a bomb and puts it about almost just an outstretch of Torrey's hand. But everyone, the announcer was sure Stone just getting everything. He's like, this is all Adrian's fault. How could you miss that? Why was it? Um, it touched both of Torrey's hands and Torrey didn't die. And this was right before halftime. He catches that ball. We're on the 10 or like the eight, or maybe if, if he doesn't have to die, if he catches it, and runs it in, that'd be a touchdown. But if it looks like he had to catch it, it was about to fall down. We'd be on the 10 with like maybe a minute 45 left, maybe like under it. And we could have scored again and we could have went into halftime up by two scores and get the ball back at half. But in the Nebraska way that we possibly could, we dropped that. We'd have two more crappy plays and then we go, we punt it and we go into halftime. Then right out of halftime, we don't score in the third quarter. We look horrible. They score, they go up, and then they score again in the fourth, and we score one more time. So, didn't score in the third, and this is different from everywhere that we've done this game because always we score a lot in the second half. We score a bunch. Like, I thought we were leading the Big Ten and scoring in the fourth quarter. Put up six in the fourth quarter against a pretty defense that's good, but they're not great. They're not great, and we just look horrible. Like, the taking Adrian's run game out killed us. Still don't know why we did it. I don't know why. I don't someone needs to be fired because of that, just for that in, like individual game for like, let's not run Adrian. And we're trying to turn him into a pocket passer again, which I thought that we realized that he's not. But now with total yards, we had more total yards. We had almost 400. We had 399. They had 349. Passing yards, Adrian threw 269 yards. Their quarterback threw 233, but he had like a 71 completion rating. He was like 33 or it was like 35 for 42, which is we they threw the ball all over us, but only for 233 yards. But everyone was wide open. Cam Taylor Britt, he did pretty good. He covered a bell pretty well, but I mean you can't contain you can't contain someone for so long when you're off when your defensive line gets no pressure. So of course someone's going to get open because apparently our blitz games. And our pressure has disappeared against these last two teams. Disappeared. Rush yards. This is the one where it's like, why couldn't we get any run start like going at all? We had 130 and they had 116. We couldn't get anything. I feel like eight. I mean, it's a lot of not running the ball with Adrian and then Yant mixing Yant and Ramir, and they didn't really know what to do. We get down. We're like we're forcing throws, which when we force throws, it equals turnovers. We had four turnovers. Um, yards per play. We had 6.9. They had 4.1. First downs, we had 19. They had 24. Third downs, we were 4 for 10. They were 6 for 17. We didn't go for it on fourth down. They were 2 for 3 on fourth down. Uh, total plays, we had 58. They had 86. 86 total plays, and we had 58. And we would have had a lot more 
if we ran out a true football team on offense in the second half instead of finding a high school reserve team. Um, punts, they had five. We had four. We had four penalties for 38 yards. They had three for 30. Zero fumbles for both teams. Zero interceptions for them. And four interceptions for Adrian. And total time of possession, again, just like last week. They had 38 point 30, I mean, 38 minutes, 38 seconds. We had 21 minutes, 22 seconds. Completely dominated that side of the ball. Completely dominated the clock. Completely dominated everything. It was a horrible thing. We couldn't do it. We couldn't get it. We couldn't get it done. We couldn't have the ball. We could, I, mean, I think maybe at one point, I think one of our third, three and outs that we had on offense was probably had the ball for 35 seconds. It was enough where you could, if they ran a commercial during when we had the ball, three commercials, not even two. If we had, eh, it might've been damn two, but we had the ball for like maybe 35 seconds and we pumped it back to them right away. And that's just horrible, ridiculous. And then we went back to long third down situations. We just hand the ball off and run it. Not even like a designed run that would get us to that first down, we're getting us more room so we don't, we can punt more. We went for falling back to everything that we did last year when we struggled. It's bad. Adrian, he was four, he was 14 for 29. He had 269 yards, two touchdowns, four picks. I think is one of the worst games he played ever and like maybe his football career and he he started out bad last last game and he finished strong but this game he just played bad the entire game um he looked lost out there again he looked like he could not read a defense after his first option was done well it looks like he couldn't even look at his first option and see throw the ball to him um the stats do look better like i know he's on paper than it was in person. It's like 269 passing yards. Like, oh, that looks like his normal kind of average. But uh, it looked a lot. It was. It did not look good when we were watching. A lot of them, the balls that were caught were underthrown a little bit, and they had to fall down and catch it. They were overthrown, so they had to fall down and catch it. Like it was not like where you're hitting people in stride. Um, he had 10 carries for 18 yards. He had one touchdown on the goal on the goal line, so that was good. It was a little roll out to the left and he scored. And it was nice. Actually, one of the good play calls of the day. Um, rushing, uh, we had Yant had six carries for 60 yards. Only six carries. I don't know why we went away from Yant. One of you had 10 yards average per carry. Ramirez was 13 for 52. So it's just, why would you go away? Like It's at the point where, Frost, you can stop punishing him for coming in overweight. I don't understand if he's this big, this physical, and this is what it is in the Big Ten, you need a physical quick back, and that's what he is. And then you mix Ramirez in after. You give a majority of the snaps to Yant and then Ramirez after. It's thunder and lightning. That's what it is. Thunder goes first, lightning follows. That's what it is. But I don't know. It's just – the run game was completely lost. It was bad. Um, Omar, four catches for 75 yards. Uh, he only had four completions 
that was the most for a wide receiver. He had four completions to the other team. Adrian did four for 75. Torre, two for 47. Could have that one big one. Falk, one for 43 with a great catch. Great catch over the middle. Um, Betts was one for three or one for 30. And Allen was three for 28. So the offense is like, First half, they put a lot better. First half, it looked like we were going to put some serious points on them, keep going, and then it kind of just faded away. And you kind of see throughout the first quarter and first half, it goes away, and we just lose everything in the second half. So now we'll just move on to the defense because that's really all we got to say about the offense. Like, they looked lost in the second half. They didn't look anything. They had no identity. They had nothing. It looked like their only identity was punting or turnovers, and that's what we like to do. Defense, again, I said stats look way better than they do when they play, especially in the first. They kind of re- – that bell really torched us the entire game. Uh, every wide receiver was wide open. It looked like there was there's no one covered ever. Even they, I know the run – they didn't have a bunch of rushing stats, but if they wanted to run the ball on us, they very well could have because it looked like they got – were carrying defenders, getting extra yards. It looked like if you stop them in the backfield, they're still getting four yards. Um, the only person that played good, I think, is Ramir. Ramir had 19 tackles. That was most by a Husker in a Big Ten game. Seventh in school, seventh most tackles in school history. But it was overshadowed by that shitty game when he should have been recognized by this. Um, second most by a player this year. And the other player was Fordham playing against us. So, we're doing something right, I guess. Um, so I think that's Ramirez, because I know uh Rod Reimer, you haven't like he hasn't had the best last two games. Like you haven't been hearing about him, but he hasn't played horrible. So this is really good for him to get back on track. 19 tackles was huge for us. Played good. Uh we had two sacks. Uh Jojo had 13 tackles. Heinrich had 14. So it was like a solid day for our like linebacker core. But when you're out there for 38 minutes, I think you can get that many tackles. So it's our offense that really killed our defense out there too. I feel, feel like, cause you can't keep bailing your offense about, especially when they give you 30 seconds to rest and then you send them back out there. Um, I think this was a huge step back for our defense. I, I know it's not as bad. Like, Oh, it was still close. It was a one possession game, but if everyone was watching knew how bad it was to watch how wide open everyone was. They were wide open sidelines over the middle dumps. Everyone was wide open. Yeah. I think like the only time we didn't have when they didn't complete a ball was when their wide receiver just dropped it. And half of, and some of those people were wide open. They're probably surprised and dropped it because they were so wide open. I thought it was a trick. I don't know why we went out there and be like, Ben don't break. That's why I know it's big for us. So we don't give up big plays. But at the same time, you have to cover short passes or cover the middle, cover the sidelines. You're going to have to trust our safeties, which we have good safeties to go over the top. We have to trust our quarterbacks to maybe apply a little more pressure on the line and cover someone. So that's that. Let's do that. And now we got Ohio State. So we have Ohio State coming in. Number five in the country. Seven and one, five and zero in Big Ten, um, six straight wins. They haven't lost since they lost to Oregon, which was another top ten team. 
They have two wins against top 15 teams with Penn State this last week. So it's going to be a bloodbath, I think. I think it's not going to be close. I feel like the one possession games are over, especially for this last week. If we played like that, our offense just looked horrible, looked handicapped out there. Um, I know we played close with Ohio State last year. I know they got a new cross, Stroud, who's playing very, very well. It could be up for the Heisman. Um, they're, throwing, they're beating people bad. I know they had a couple of close games earlier. They looked a little slow. I think uh, their quarterback settled in. Um, they have a very good running back. He's got uh, Travion Henderson. He's got 107 carries for 845 yards and 12 touchdowns. They have three top uh, wide receivers that could get drafted in the top in the first round. We got Garrett Wilson, 43 catches, 687 yards, six TDs. Jackson Smith, uh, 35 carries or 35 catches, 648 yards, three touchdowns. And Chris Alave is back again, 35 catches, 562 yards, and nine touchdown catches. Their defense is not great. That's the thing where if our offense was like, I'm very high on the Huskers. I've always been, even every week I say that we're going to win. I knew Michigan comes into town the way we were playing. Like we're beating Michigan. I knew we could, we could beat Michigan state. And of course we both lost those games close. And I, all my friends can attest to this. I will always say that we beat teams and I'm always going to be on it. And I, there's a possibility if we turn around and our trust our defense that we could win this game. But for the first time, I'm just going to say right now, we're not winning this game. If, especially if we play like that. I hope that we keep it close. But they are so heavy on their offensive side that if our defense gives up what they've been doing, the time of possession, what they did with Minnesota and Purdue, if Ohio State had 38 minutes, they would do some unspeakable things to us. And I hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's close. I hope Scott and the boys, I hope the boys, are high energy this week because if they don't come in against another top 10 team, of course we're doing it again, but, and they don't come fired up. They'll really show that Nebraska is nowhere better than they were four years ago or when Riley was here. So I think if we play better, I think it will be close and hell we might even pull it off. I hope so. I'll be so happy. Everyone will be happy again, but I don't think we're going to do it. I don't think we're going to pull it off. I'd think we lose by 10 or maybe 15 if we play. I mean, 10 if we play really, really good, 15 if it starts slipping. But it could very possibly be another bloodbath from Ohio State in Lincoln. So I really hope that we turn around. It's another fun week. Of, no, It's been fun doing the podcast when we keep losing, so you have to keep talking about stuff. I mean, it would be horrible if we won a game where we could have a fun podcast and then talk about how good we played, but we don't do that in Nebraska. We don't do that yet. So I don't want to get too down on them. I still want, I'll end it on a high note. I still want Scott as our head coach. I still do. I still do. I don't care who knows it. I want him as our head coach because I don't want anyone else right now where I have to come in and change everything. And we fall away. What happened? Just give coaches time. Like if, I know as we say, give him time, give him time, give him time. But everyone's like, oh, we'll give him three years. We'll give him four years. That's not time, especially with the program that we handed Scott. But the only way I say if we – I'm not going to be happy if he's back is if he brings back the entire offensive side of the ball. Verduzco has to be gone. 
our O-line coach has to be gone. Those two, if they're gone, then I'll show, uh, I will see that Scott wants to win here in Nebraska and he wants to do what it's going to take. Cause I know everyone's like, we fire a coach who's want to come here. Nebraska is a very high job that people would probably want. People want that job, the history, the new facilities that we're coming in, the fans, everyone wants to come here and be good. And I don't think anyone really wants to do that more than Scott. So I think Scott believes, I think Trev's out. I mean, Trev sees it. And I know last time I was talking with Tony, I was like, Trev, stay out of it. Let Scott make this decision. But I say, if you really want him to stay around, but he's not wanting to get rid of people, you better tell him we're getting rid of you or you're getting rid of these people. I'm sorry. And he's got to make a decision. If he doesn't want to do it, he's gone. But I think the, I think the way that we can beat Ohio State is you got to lock down at least two of those wide receivers. I know you can't – you're not going to be locked down all three. You can't. There's too many weapons. They're going to start running the ball on you. But who knows? Things can happen. Last year we played them well. Two years ago we got absolutely murdered, but we played them well. So hopefully they really improve over this week. Hopefully they're going good. I haven't really heard any things out of camps. I haven't heard of the talks. I haven't heard Scott, what he was saying. I know now we're going to have, now we can't even just worry about Ohio state. He's got to worry about if they're going to fire him. So it's just another crappy shit show game that we always play as Nebraska fans of it's like a carousel going around and around. Should we fire? Should we fire? Should we fire? I say, don't listen to him. I say we go out there and we win three out of three of these last games or two out of three. And I know it's crazy. I still got my stamp. We're beating Iowa still. We're beating Iowa still. We are. But that's the end of it. We will be better, guys. It's going to get better. I, it might start this week. It might start the following week, but it will start against Iowa. So we will be good again. We will. I don't think we should fire Frost. We got to get anyone that's ever touched the offensive clipboard under him should be gone. But we might win this week. We might not, but we're going to do it. So go Big Red, everybody.